start off with our sponsor, uh, Anna Lanier, the depression coach, who is a dear friend of mine. Um, she, you know, uh, tries to help people, especially with depression. And right now she has a master class going out uh, for the effects on uh, depression and how she can help you overcome this in about, uh, I think it's, it's three weeks. So if anybody is struggling with depression, please go check out uh, Anna Lanier's website. Um, you know, the Masterclass Overcoming Depression with Roxy is a great way for people with open mind who are truly ready to change their life. Discover the exact formula to overcoming depression and never be in pain again. Depression is not your identity. You are greater than that and you deserve to be happy. There's a lot of potential deep down inside. You just don't know how to unlock it. And Roxy Anna will help you do that. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is at um, annalanier.podia.com slash Roxy. It's in the description to the podcast. Go check it out. Masterclass is really great. Uh, I've done it myself. And yeah, go check it out. Uh, today, I thought we would talk about a topic that, again, is, is personal to myself as well as to most of you. Uh, I thought we'd talk about flying monkeys, triangulation, and narcissistic parents today, right? So with alienation, ladies and gentlemen, especially with the narcissistic person or parent, there are some things that they do that, that really, really, really are hard to see for a lot of people, as well as... This is why they do it, because it is so covert that most narcissists will never get their hands dirty. They will go to their friends, their their cohorts, their their little loyal lackeys. You know, you, you know, it always I always go back to like the Frankenstein movie, you know. Yes, master. Yes, I will do that, master. Right? And it, you know, it always makes me laugh, you know, you see they got the hobble and they're walking around, yes, master. You know, that's 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 the flying monkeys, ladies and gentlemen. Have you ever been in a relationship with someone that was a narcissist, there's likely come a time when you've developed the burning desire to know the things that the narcissists do, right? Uh, the flying monkeys, ladies and gentlemen, and the alienation that these put people put out in the triangulation are by far some of the worst things that can go on. Because who wants to be talked about behind your back? Who wants to be told that you're this and you're that? And Go on all your social media and do all these things behind your back without really having any accountability for what they're doing to you because they're getting all these people on their side to do one thing and that's destroy you and your reputation so that they look better. And in turn, because the narcissist gets her little flying monkeys to do everything, she or he is then innocent or the victim because no, they didn't do that. They, the other people did. I had nothing to do with it. And it's just a big, big tactic so that they don't get their hands dirty. Right? So we have to recognize the signs of manipulation and triangulation. Clearly see how narcissistic people try to control information by going through other people they desire as flying monkeys. These, these people in their relationships uh, who are being approached by this person to serve their purpose. Uh, learn how to think about like all that, you know, do, do they engage them? Do, uh, do they serve their purpose? So important to recognize triangulation when it is happening, right? If it is already happening, you can benefit from seeing the interactions and taking action too. The point of triangulation by a toxic person is a relationship to create stress, confusion, anxiety for others while creating a sense of collusion with the narcissist, antisocial, hysteronic, or, or other type of person who is just toxic in nature. 
stage. It particularly works on you, the target, as you've learned to second-guess yourself and even question your sanity. In some cases, the narcissist uses triangulation because it makes them feel important and in control of the relationship, the one with you and the ones with others colluding with them. Triangulation is when a toxic person brings a third person into a relationship so that the toxic person can remain in control and manipulate the situation. The whole strategy is toxic in itself. Why do they do this? How, how do they do it? And, and how do we recognize when this is happening? What triangulation is, and its purpose, is for the narcissist to feel powerful using triangulation. How unsuspecting people get taken in by these manipulation, right? What flying monkeys are, play into triangulation, are, are pretty much seduced by the false sense of loyalty. And they're not sure how to begin setting boundaries with a toxic person. They they are enablers, ladies and gentlemen. They, they The narcissist will, will have all these people around them. And they, they call them friends or they call them acquaintances. But really what it is, is these are the people she knows or he knows they can manipulate. And they become loyal, almost like Igor and Frankenstein. Yes, mask, right? So there is coping strategies. There is ways of, of doing it right from the beginning and knowing these things, right? So when it comes to narcissistic parents as well, adult children of narcissistic parents or even small children of narcissistic parents become flying monkeys themselves. Usually there is the scapegoat or and the golden child or even the mascot. There are many, many, depending on how many children there are, there's even the neglected child. But narcissistic parents will pit the children against each other to cause supply or create a drama effect so that they're getting this triangulation effect even in the family dynamic. And that is a really, really, really terrible person, right? You know, triangulation, you know, they'll go through your, your personal things to, to find things to fabricate about. You know, they will create numerous dating profiles or social media accounts. You know, if the narcissist knows it's extroverted or introverted or likes being the center of attention, it's very likely that they're doing things that would be horrifying to learn about. So the narcissist seducing people is another tool for manipulation, control, and exploitation, destroying the self-esteem of their partner. In most cases, there's serial cheating, withholding affection, degrading requests, uh, verbal assaults, addiction to off-color websites or on the opposing end of the spectrum, they're, they're so skilled in the bedroom that their partners often stay in the abusive relationship because they've never had it so good. This was a part of my relationship that I, I will say was, was a very good thing. And it was funny that my narcissist always said there was never any trouble in the bedroom because, yes, our sex life was amazing. It was some of the best I ever had. Uh, but that's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, there's a red flag right there. When the only thing that is great is sex, there's a reason why. Why that is. This creates a twisted dynamic leading to self-loathing, guilt, and shame. Narcissists have a track record of being serial cheaters. This explains why they generally have their cell phones on lockdown, leave the room when certain calls come in, or oddly obsessed with a text exchange as you're sitting down to dinner during your anniversary or some event, or even in bed. Mine would never get off the phone. I used to I used to have to grab the phone and put it down and say, Will you converse with me? Will you will you even look at me? Will you watch a movie with me? Will you do anything with me other than sit on your phone? I hated the phone. The phone was my bane of my existence. If you caught them doing this, don't be fooled by their seemingly attempts to earn back your trust. It doesn't matter. If they let you go through their phone, if they've secured a secret line behind your back, 
if they've deleted everything or they have found a way to hide these so-called text messages or whatever, then they will let you look through the phone because, of course, then there's nothing there. But they have made sure that there is nothing there in the first place. If it feels weird, then you're probably on to something. Don't ignore your gut. Our gut is our, our biggest friend, ladies and gentlemen. Literally, we know deep down inside, we, we know what's going on. We understand that there is something wrong that they are being either shady or not telling us the truth about something and they will play it to the hilt that there's nothing wrong, that they are innocent because they will never, ever, ever hold accountability for their actions. They will never say they've done anything wrong, that they won't even hold accountability for even an argument. They will try to get in touch with their exes on social media. This is a big one. The X factor is a big one. The narcissist goes back to liking their ex's Facebook pages, their Instagram photos. If you have been arguing a lot lately, they will go line up another source or two of narcissistic supply to have as a backup for when you finally come to your senses and give them the much needed boot. Straight up. Moral of the story, never trust that the narcissist will be a decent person ever because they won't. Literally, they were they will talk to their ex-boyfriends. I caught mine talking to her ex-boyfriend for six months emotionally cheating behind my back and deleting every message because she knew it was sexual in nature and just outright just terrible for what she was doing when we're having when we have kids or when we were even having a kid i found a text message saying you wouldn't like it if i sent you sexy pregnant photos because then you would fall in love with a pregnant chick when she was pregnant with my child she's cheating like, it's like wow ladies and gentlemen they will visit certain websites, right? Uh, usually that's for males. Um, there could be a porn addiction usually. They will try to turn your family and friends against you. And now, ladies and gentlemen, this does not happen at the end of the relationship. No. This happens right from the get-go. The minute you start dating, they are already planting seeds. It doesn't begin after you break up. This is a big one. The reason everyone runs in the opposite direction from you, or at least looks at you with a ra raised eyebrow, is that the narcissist has been smearing you, your reputation, since before the relationship ended, and even right from the beginning. All relationships to a narcissist are doomed. They want to get running, start at assassinating your character right from the get-go. They assume you will vent to people in your shared social circle and want to ensure that they cut you off at the pass. So you will look unstable when you muster the courage to start talking about your experience. It's called divide and conquer, ladies and gentlemen. These actions are to preserve the false sense of self or image they've portrayed all along. Unfortunately, they're often very successful at doing this. They are Jedi mind flares, ladies and gentlemen. They, they literally could sell an ice to an igloo. They, anything they say is is like you for in some general sense for some reason. If your friends and family have suddenly started pulling back or questioning your judgment, the narcissist has likely planted the seed of doubt in their minds. And if they openly side with the narcissist when you begin to share your relationship struggles, it's time to whittle down your inner circle and really, really look at who your friends are. Literally, a friend of mine I've known since I was like 15. I'm 35 now. We grew up together. I I helped him. I he lived with me for a time. I grew up with him. I I adolescence, early twenties. We were he was my brother and best friend. And when the narcissist started to leave 
me. My own brother, my own best friend, ghosted me. And I later saw the text messages saying that they were going to testify against me in court for them, for, for my narcissist. And at the last minute, backed out, saying that they couldn't do that to me. They, they loved me too much. But they hoped that she won in court because of the lies that she spent. I was, I was appalled. I didn't even get invited to my best friend's wedding. That was probably the biggest factor. Another one that I knew for 10 years told me they were going to kill me last year because of the lies that she put forth. They will get your friends and family against you. They will plant spyware on your devices. They will install hidden cameras in your shared residence. Don't assume that they aren't smart enough to track you using your device. I've seen this assumption come crashing down around people more times than not. One common method that the abuser uses to legally track you is using the geolocation services built in on the smartphone. If you know or can guess the password to someone's cloud account, like iCloud or Google, you can follow their movements via the software. If you suspect you're dealing with a narcissist, don't accept a phone from them. They will probably have put mSpy on it or have put it even in your computer. A keylogger does this. Um, look up key loggers, ladies and gentlemen, because they are undetectable and they will key every single stroke, every text message, everything. They will keep tabs on you by installing spyware. Um, most spyware is designed to track not only your location, but your calls, voicemails, text messages, and emails, and even watch you using the camera. <clears throat> they will sabotage your finances. I've lost count of the number of people I've worked with in my coaching who have been financially devastated because they gave in to the narcissist's seemingly genuine requests to give them a loan, start a business, open joint accounts, buy a house, or even just give them their paychecks. Mine used to have control of my paycheck. They may have loaned you money or paid for a big ticket item at some point to make you believe they're generous, but it was only to instill your sense of obligation in preparation for the debilitating shaft you'd get from them. Another scheme that falls into this category is the narcissist asking for your support while they are unemployed. These schemes are all designed to break the seal in the area of financial matters so that they can take shocking liberties, such as getting loans in your name. Uh, I still remember that I uh, have a black mark on my credit due to a, um, a vacuum she bought while I was out of the house. $2,000 vacuum that she left behind in the move when she frauded the government on um, um, a woman's shelter when she lied. Taking out a second mortgage on your home, not paying IRS taxes, expecting you to pay for everything while they save their own money for themselves, forcing you to get all the utilities insurance in your name so you'll have to pay them all. $10,000 black mark on a car we leased that she never helped me pay for. <laughs> and if anybody leases a car, you know, you have to get like full collision, full insurance, and then the lease. So we, I was paying $900 for a car a month. If you've been having problems in your relationship and believe your partner is a narcissist, it would be in your best interest to avoid mingling your finances in any way. Prevent financial destruction early on by stashing away money when you can and refuse to put your name on legal documents, okay? They will spy on you when, yes, we've already covered spyware and tracking apps. However, narcissists will literally stalk you so they can see what you do when they're not with you. While legal definition of stalking vary from one place to another, a good working definition of stalking is unwanted or obsessive attention by an individual towards another person through the carrying out of behaviors intended to frighten, distress the victim, or instill a sense of guilt or hopelessness. Stalking behaviors are related to harassment, intimidation, and usually including the following, the victim in person and monitoring. Mine literally and her little cohorts 
started a TikTok page about me and literally stalk everything. I have a book. They stalk every page that the book is on and and review it, saying it's so terrible. And it's, and, you know, it's funny. It's so many people tell me it's a good book, but these people haven't even read the book. They just want to review it to be loyal to the, the narcissist, but they haven't even read it. Stalking is a form of mental assault in which the perpetrator repeatedly, unwantedly, and disruptively breaks into the life world of the victim, with whom they have a current relationship or a recent one. The separated acts that make up the intrusion cannot by themselves cause the mental abuse, but are taken together over time. Disruptions in daily life that are necessary to escape a stalker can include changes in employment, residence, phone number, going no contact people. Many targets of stalking have had to move to another country and basically go into hiding. Before I understood, uh, I, I had been seeing this woman that had told me to move to a different country. And then I found out that she had been friends with my narcissist already for a year. And it was all a tactic to get at me even more. Many of my coaching clients have been stalked by their narcissistic partner. Constant texts, emails, and phone calls, or silent treatment. Silent treatment, they will still stalk you, whether or not you're getting texts or anything from them. They will frequent unwanted deliveries of gifts, cards, and flowers. Uh, constantly driving by your home, showing up your place of employment or, or favorite hangout, spreading rumors or publishing, publish, publishing personal information about you on social media, cyber stalking, using social media to follow and friend your social media followers and friends in order to keep an eye on you, uh, installing the spyware, finding out about you by using public records or online search services, hiring investigators, going through your garbage, contacting friends, family, neighbors, coworkers, using technology like hidden cameras or global positioning systems, GPS, uh, threatening to hurt you, your family, friends, or pets, like physical, physical hurt. Uh, stalking is often mistaken as hoovering in that once a source of supply expresses a desire to end the relationship, the narcissist refuses to give up their power by forcing themselves into the victim's world through harassment. Stalking is a common behavior of narcissists when a source of supply tries to initiate no contact. When stalking begins, the victim typically has a clear picture of what kind of person the narcissist is, which is why they want to go no contact in the first place. Or the other way around, you have now outed the narcissist, and now she's silent treating you because you have narcissistically injured her or him. If you believe you're being stalked, you should avoid downplaying the issue. You may have to take protective measures to secure your sense of peace, privacy, and security. Just don't become Kevin McAllister like Home Alone and set up booby traps around your house. Don't do it. They will flirt with your best friends or even your adult children. When it comes to narcissistic cheating, no one is off limits, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, narcissists often derive a twisted sense of accomplishment if they can get your loved ones interested in them, like your best friends or adult children. When she left me... She we she had um, my daughter's first birthday party that I wasn't allowed to go to, but she hit on my my father and invited him to the party, and she knew full well that I was that I've always not been very okay with my father. Yeah, there she is. If your best friend is truly loyal, they will tell you about this the moment it happens. So imagine you're at work and it's the narcissist's day off and you think everything is relatively calm and feel a spark of emotional safety. Then you get a call from your best friend that they, they gave you very unsettling news that the narcissist has made a pass at them. In some cases, the flirting continues while remaining a secret. Maybe your friend has experienced a string of failed relationships, or they've recently gone through a difficult divorce. Vulnerability makes a person a prime target in the narcissist's mind, and this may well include your best friend. My best advice, never trust the narcissist alone with your friends or family. They will make passes at them.
They will plan secret rendezvous with their side supply. Speaking in general terms, ladies and gentlemen, when a narcissist is out of town or, or having a trip plan or at work uh, being late or going to inventory or something, they aren't. Likelihood of this is that they are cheating, needing their side supply. Narcissists are creatures of economy and rarely pass up the opportunity to groom supply. In fact, the narcissist could well be dubbed the constant gardener because they are perpetually trolling for and grooming new targets. Even though they always have a main source of su supply, they are constantly ending relationships for various reasons, especially with those who require a lot of maintenance. Normal human interaction, though, that's maintenance to them. Or have stopped giving them money or other supply they need. If you've stopped arguing with them, if you if you become uh, complacent, or or they just you just have are just sick of it and you just agree with them now because you don't want to fight. This isn't supply for them. They need that supply, negative and and positive supply, to fill their cup up every day. Therefore, they will fill in the gaps left by those they've discarded by securing new supply source. This works for the narcissist's favor. They could be very well be genuine, but don't be surprised when the new supply calls you, asking you who you are and what you're doing, calling the narcissist. Yeah, you've been with that person for years already. However, old sources of supply typically don't let go of their exes. The, well, the narcissist never lets go of anyone. They've been known to contact old flames out of the blue, sometimes as long as 10 years. Not all narcissists do this, but most do. When a person has passed the litmus test for being good supply, narcissists literally can't help themselves and will often reach out in an attempt to resurrect old relationships. If you've gotten your light back, ladies and gentlemen, if they beat you down to nothing and you've been out of the relationship for a long time and all of a sudden you look good again and you're feeling good again and you're becoming the person that they remember, they will reach out to you. They will try to get back in to suck that light again out of you. This explains why they may have noticed how the narcissist in your life likes to remain friends with their exes or wants you to be friends after a relationship has ended. It gives them an in if they ever need to cycle back around. This paves the way for their next relationship. <laughs> they literally have someone ready to go the minute they discard you, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about the same day, same hour. This, the main reason this happens is that the narcissists don't bond with people. Not romantically, anyway. Not traumatically, at least not for them, or and not matrimonially. We form these bonds with narcissists, but they are not able to form emotional bonds with us due to their lack of empathy and inability to attach. This is why they mirror they, they become you so that at the beginning, when they're love bombing, you feel like you're in the perfect relationship, but really you're dating yourself. Literally, they're able, they're, they're only able to form relationships quickly with, and in many cases, the relationship isn't so new. If you, you remember from earlier, narcissists are always combing for fresh sources of narcissistic supply. Because of this, most narcissists are perpetually in various stages of the relationship with other people. From the shiny, newbie supply to those who have been enduring varying levels of narcissistic abuse for years. When they showcase the new supply on their social media accounts, it's usually not someone they've just met. Though narcissists are often very skillful in making it appear so. Emotional abuse from a partner or spouse. If you've ended a romantic relationship with a narcissist, you probably saw them out and about, loving up the new partner or their life without you, and seemingly having the best time of their life. See them flashing an engagement ring or sending out the save the date notifications, broadcasting how silly in love they are, giggling about how they feel like a couple of teenagers. Your first reaction is stunned, obviously, wondering how this new person has come in and what they have that you don't. 
The narcissist had been right about you all along, you're thinking in the back of your mind. Perhaps really you're thinking you are the reason your relationship didn't work. Then you feel completely disabled by the seeming about face the narcissist has made with the new supplier, sending you into to a depression so deep you can barely get through the day. And most of us are trauma bonded, ladies and gentlemen, so it's it's you get pretty low. This is just another phase of the abuse cycle and applies to you the same as it does to everyone else. The narcissist you know is no different from the other ones. As personal and unique as it may feel, it's just another blueprint and product of design. When this happens, it's crucial, crucial, crucial to not take anything personally. If, if I have any advice to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, go read the book, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. The four agreements are as follows. Be impeccable with your word. Never take anything personally, never assume anything, and always, always do your best. When you take it personally, this is one of the narcissist's favorite things. When they're love bombing the new supply while simultaneously making you feel like garbage, discarded garbage, the narcissist can't help but gloat over how they're able to make you feel. When they emotionally destroy you, to them, that is the epitome of their goal. You are left to pick up the pieces while they're off living their life as though their history meant nothing to them. That they have children with these people or that same week they told you they loved you, they are now telling someone else they love them. What you're not thinking about is how the new supply will be subjected to the same abuse that you endure, if not more so. Literally, it will be the same relationship as yours. It will be no different. So don't feel bad that about yourself that you did nothing right or, you know, maybe you were. You weren't the problem. Yes, we all have accountability in our relationships. Yes, we had our, our reactive abuse. We had our, our outbursts of ourselves. We've even done things that we're not proud of because we were pushed through the the fact of the matter is, is that they pushed us to those things. It's reactive abuse most of the time. And this person, this new person that you are all fucked up about, excuse my language, it's not going to be any better than yours. Sure, it might seem like the honeymoon phase. We all went through the love bombing phase. We all missed the love bombing phase, me included. But it wasn't real, ladies and gentlemen. And what they're getting isn't real either. And don't feel bad or about yourself or have them win in a way because they will get to that devalue stage eventually and then think about the ride that that poor schmuck or lady or is about to endure. Uh, I, I, I always feel bad now for whoever she's with because they will be abused. There is no exception to this. Don't listen to the new trend of so-called professional advice which states that narcissists are only abusive towards you because your personality is incompatible with theirs, which is, is, is just bullshit. Narcissists are abusive towards everyone, regardless of status, ethnicity, intelligence, religious belief, or how tiny their waist is. The new supply simply won't be spared, unfortunately. <laughs> You know, mine even thought she was better than the judge. She silent treated the judge, you know? Healing from this, ladies and gentlemen, is crucial. Don't let yourself fall into a false sense of security because the narcissist knows what to say to soften your tenses and make you doubt your judgment. Pay attention to patterns because patterns don't lie. With the right support, you'll be shocked at how amazing it feels when you can flourish on the other side of abuse and heal your life in a way you never thought possible. Inner child healing, inner child work, uh, hypnotherapy, big, big things. 
Um, you know, there are stuff on YouTube, there's meditations, uh, there's a 10 minute, uh, getting in touch with your inner child meditation that I, that I recommend highly. I'll look it up quick to tell you who's it by. Um, if we are not healing our inner child, the one that's always seeking gratification or admiration, if we're not healing our childhood traumas, we're never going to go into a healthy relationship and it will be repetition compulsion all over again. And repetition compulsion, what it is, is that we've been in so much pain and hurt in our lives that it feels normal for us to be in pain. So we search out pain. When we're in healthy relationships, we don't know what to do because we've never been in a healthy relationship. And this is repetition compulsion. Um, you need to start understanding that it all stems back from childhood, okay? You need to seek a therapist or, or just even talk about it with someone. Um, uh, 10 minute child, uh, inner child, inner child work. Child, inner child meditation. Uh, it is by um, Michael Seeley. Hypnosis for meeting your inner child. Meditation, deep relaxation, anxiety, depression, healing. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an amazing one and I use it myself. Please look it up. And, you know, before we end today, I haven't talked a lot on um, triangulation in parent dynamic. Triangulation and the, and the flying monkeys that they do um, in the parent narcissist is everything that we've already talked about, um, but from a parent side of view, right? They will sabotage sibling relationships, right? Um, if you've ever been a victim of this, if you have a narcissistic parent like myself, um, it's hard, right? Families argue from time to time, right? There is dysfunctional families. Um, what makes a dysfunctional family is the emotional pain and confusion uh, that goes along with its members. Uh, families with at least one narcissistic parent are always dysfunctional. Those who grow up in this type of household become saddled with a lifetime of emotional struggles. Some of these struggles are easy to identify, some are not. If siblings suffering together under the strain of crazy parenting would be natural bonding together for support, that does not usually happen in families headed by a narcissist parent. It is no accident that one of the casualties of the NPD family is the relationship between the siblings. Narcissistic parents are not capable of loving their children. Children are simply a source of supply. The relationship NPD parents have with their children is one of control and manipulation. There are many tactics used to accomplish that. One common one is called triangulation. <laughs> it's a deceitful tactic used by the narcissistic parent to control and manipulate the balance of power in the family system. The goal is to keep the sibling from collaborating in ways that might interfere with his or her calculated objective. To gain control over the information flow in the family. To become the go-between, uh, between siblings or parents, right? Upsetting the balance of affection doled out to the children is an, a narcissistic role to their children. There's usually a golden child, one who seems to get the most praise from the parent, a scapegoat, one who's blamed for everything that goes wrong, and an invisible child, one who gets neither praise nor blame. These roles are not always stationary, they can shift. And the parent trains their children well. They hold on them that they have at a young age continues well into their adulthood. And they will not change until all the children realize and accept that their parents' destructive behavior is responsible for all their problems. Adult siblings who suffer narcissistic triangulation in childhood become a powerful force if they can unify against their abuser. Though this rarely happens, typically when one child decides to rise above the dysfunction, the other siblings move in closer to the parent to get that sibling's share of the crumbs, and the cycle continues. 
So this, ladies and gentlemen, is, is the part of the parent dynamic that they use siblings against each other as well as uh, aunts, uncles, anyone in the family that will listen. And when you finally speak out about your abuse or whatever is going on, this is when those family members or dynamics will move closer to the narcissist <clears throat> because they do not want to be on the other side of the smear campaign that they all know that's coming. <clears throat> so, ladies and gentlemen, the, the moral of today's story is be careful about who you let into your circle. Be careful about who, you're, who, who says they're your friend or, you know, even just letting people in without really knowing them can be very, very hurtful to you in the end because they could just be spying as Mr. Igor, you know, yes, master, from the background. So I just want to leave you with that, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you're checking your circles, understanding who you're talking to, and always be impeccable with your word because they will twist it. And as long as you stay in your truth, at the end of the day, at the end of your narcissistic cycle or relationship, the truth is all you have, ladies and gentlemen. And this is what we hold dear as survivors, is your truth. And they can't take away your truth no matter how many lies, because your truth is your truth. And that's all that matters. I am Jesse Bush again. This has been Red Flags Tell Your Truth. And I bid you good day, ladies and gentlemen, and we will see you next week. Have a good one.